Hey, welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast. Just in case you forgot us, we're Trey and Lee Morgan. <laughs> it's been a little bit since we've been on here. Hey, welcome back, and thank you for being patient with us as we have taken a little time off in a big uh, change in our family and life, and we have just been really, really busy. Yep. Uh, I think somebody had asked us a couple of weeks ago, when are y'all going to start up the podcast again? And... And you said, I know, I know it's been a while. And they said, it's actually been since the end of October. So we actually didn't realize it had been as long as it had been. But that is when we started getting pretty busy with making a move, doing all the packing, all the things that were required, buying house. And yeah, it was just a crazy time. So the Morgans, uh, we have moved. We are going to have to change the intro of our podcast of <laughs> Childress, Texas. A place so flat, you're, you can watch your dog run away for three days. And uh, we are now in Lubbock, Texas. And it's still so flat that you can watch your dog run away for three days. Yes. Actually, we'll put it this way. Lubbock, Texas is so flat and the wind blows so hard, you could watch your dog blow away <laughs> for about three days. Yeah, I think that's, that is truth. It has been blowing for the last couple It has. Of days. I, I visited with a man uh, this week that made the comment... Uh, he said, we, we, we came to Lubbock about 40 years ago and stopped for the night and said, uh, we'll move on when the wind quits blowing. And he said, 40 years later, we're still here. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we've had a lot of winds since we've been here. Lubbock, Texas, uh, famous for Buddy Holly, um, Mac Davis with Lubbock, Texas in the rearview mirror, and a few things like that. Yeah. So we're excited to be in Lubbock, Texas. We're working with uh, a church here in Lubbock, uh, the Sunset Church of Christ. And we're excited to be a part of uh, the work here. Our workshops and everything else will go on as they always have. Uh, we have just moved closer to our children, children and grandchildren. That's right. They all live right here in Lubbock, so we get to see them Every week, and it's pretty great. Yeah, It had been about two days since I'd seen them, and today (laughs) I made a flying trip over their house and surprised them. And that was a ton of fun because that's what grandparents, yeah, that's what grandkids do. Ran in and and just uh, played for about five minutes and left. (laughs) And so uh, it's pretty awesome to live in a town with your your grands. Pretty awesome. So we're here. Uh, We do have a couple of events coming up. Our cruise uh, is uh, like two or three days away. Uh, we leave out of Galveston on a cruise. It's been full for a while. I think we have about 100 couples going with us. We've got a huge um, room that we're going to get to use for our conference, and we're so excited about that. Um, it's going to be really fancy. Uh, Carnival has done a really good job uh preparing for us and making us feel very welcome. And so we'll take these 100 couples on a cruise and get back, and then we're going to be in Kaufman, Texas on February 2nd and 3rd. Kaufman, Texas is in the DFW area? It is. It's 30 miles from Dallas. Okay, so come Man, come on. I mean, you know, don't don't send us an email and go, when are you coming to Dallas, Fort Worth? We're here, uh, February 2nd and 3rd. Now, if you're sitting here listening going, how do I get my husband to go with me or my wife to go with me? To this workshop, say, hey, hun, for Valentine's this this year, I'd like uh, this to go for us to go to this workshop this weekend. And so it's a free workshop. Uh, The church is covering everybody's expenses, the host church. 
and we're excited about that. They've got uh, childcare available if you need that. Uh, if you don't, the best thing you could do is come and spend the night with without kiddos and. Uh, it's a Friday night, Saturday morning workshop. So we have uh, couples from all over the U.S. Uh, we have a couple from uh, South America that's flying in for this. So we're excited about it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So today we are going to talk about 10 signs your marriage is healthy. We want to kick 2024 off uh, on the right foot. And we just want to give you some signs to see if, hey, yeah, we're doing great. Uh, or maybe, you know, you might go, yeah, there's one or two of those that we could really use to step it up and, and work a little harder on those. So, yeah. Characteristics of a, of a healthy marriage. Um, you've got some gauges in your car. Uh, those gauges, I, I have no clue what my oil pressure is supposed to be or even my temperature is supposed to be on my car. But as long as it's in the green range and not in the red range, I know I'm good. And so what, what we want you to do is take a second to go, hey, are we in the green range on these points? Or is some of these in the red uh, that we might need to work on? So these are signs you're in a healthy marriage. And so hopefully you can check these off and go, hey, we're doing pretty good. And even if there's a couple that you need to work on, um, it's all right. So throw out that first one. So the first one is, if you're in a healthy marriage, you don't throw around the D word. Would that be dummy? <laughs> it could be a lot of things that are that are not good. Yes. But in this case, we're talking about the word divorce. That's it. Um, and where where is the commitment when you're just always saying, "Well, we're just going to get a divorce if you if you don't do this or you know whatever whatever it is." You can't just always threaten divorce that's true that's just that is not healthy in any form or fashion you're just telling your spouse uh that uh, uh hey I'm, I'm not committed to this marriage uh is there time to are there times in in marriages where you need to go hey hey this is something we need to talk about and this is some serious stuff yes but when you get angry and when you get mad and when you don't get your way, you don't throw away around the 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 D word, the divorce word. And there's a lot of people that don't even use the word; they just uh, call it the D word. And mm-hmm. and um, I don't think you and I have ever talked in any form or fashion about divorce, other than in in a context of people who get divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a, I just can't even imagine you getting mad enough to go find. Well, let's just get a divorce. That's that's just not a healthy thing. And so be very, very cautious about throwing around the divorce word as a threat uh, or when you're angry. Mm-hmm. Just not healthy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the next one is that you don't hide things from one another. Yeah, um, Christmas presents, that's okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> surprise things, parties. Yeah, surprise yeah, party, that's, that's okay. okay. <laughs> but there, you know... Marriage is not a place for secrets. It's not a, a place for uh, any kind of secrets. And we're going to go through a few of those secrets that we don't want to have. Um, purchases. Um, now, we, now, we just said birthday gifts, things like that. That's sure. okay. But we're talking about, um, you know, if you're on a budget and maybe you bought something that wasn't in the budget and you, you just try to hide that to keep yeah. yourself out of trouble. I, I'm hoping you're not going to notice that I upgraded my cell phone. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of kind of where we are on that. Yeah. And so that's not what we were, were trying to do. And so we want to be really cautious that we don't hide purchases. So whether it's new shoes you've bought that wasn't in the budget or whatever it is, just don't hide things. Communicate about those things up front versus just simply um, 
trying to hide things on on purchases sure. yeah uh, passwords we've we've talked about you know I mean don't hide your passwords if you're hiding passwords uh, it's just a sign that you're hiding something you probably then, don't yeah, need to exactly you're doing something you don't need yeah. to be doing if you don't share your passwords with your spouse we keep a we keep a note in our phones that's got all our passwords on it we share that note um, I want Lee to know that if she needs to get into my social media or whatever it is uh, she is welcome to at any time. Uh, sometimes I may need her to, uh, there, there have been times where she goes, Oh honey, you've got a terrible grammatical spelling or mistake. And I say, Hey, sign in and fix that for me. You know? So we just want to, we just want to not hide things from one another. Yeah. Um, another one is relationships. You know, if you're, if you're hiding your passwords or not sharing your passwords, chances are you're hiding a relationship. Um, that could be possible. That means you don't uh, hide text messages exactly, from your spouse. Exactly. You, you don't have to lock your spouse out of your phone. These are just signs that you're in a healthy marriage. and, and um, Your spouse should know who your friends are, who you're hanging out with. Yeah. Uh, we just don't want to have any secrets. Yeah, um, that's a healthy thing in so marriage. If your marriage is healthy, you're not hiding things from each other. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, so the next one is uh, you feel as if your spouse always has your back when you're in a healthy relationship. I think that's true. Um, whether it's with family, friends, um, you don't let somebody joke about your spouse. You don't joke about your spouse. Mm -hmm. In front uh, of them or not in front of that's them. That's exactly right. And yeah. so be very cautious about that. You just let your spouse know that, uh, hey, I've, I've got your back. I'm with you. Now, does that mean you agree with your spouse on everything? No. I mean, if you're there, there, there have been times where we've disagreed on something. At least caught me later and said, hun, I don't know if you handled that well with the kids, whatever it was when they were small. And so um, that was something that we took place in private, you know, or something along those lines. But but just make sure your spouse knows that, hey, I'm, I've got your back on whatever it is. I'm not going to let the kids come play us against each other and have one of them that goes, um, you know, hey, mom's so, mom's so mean. She never lets us do anything or whatever it is. You just know, hey, I got your mama's back. That's the number one thing you need to understand. Uh, when you talk to uh, others about your spouse, uh, use, use praise and nice things. Uh, talk about your spouse. Talk up your spouse around other people. And that's a very healthy thing to do. Yeah. Um, and, if, and if you feel like you do need to correct in some form or fashion or disagree, then, then you do that in private. Um, don't don't uh, correct your spouse in front of other people, disagree in front of other people, that kind of thing. Um, there's, there's a time and place for that, and it's not in front of other people. So. Yeah, we just want to be really cautious of that. Well, you don't degrade your spouse in front of other people. Um, number four, be a good forgiver. Uh, in healthy marriages, you are a good forgiver, and that just means you're quick to forgive. Sometimes in marriage, you have to you have to forgive before your spouse apologizes. Uh, sometimes maybe tell your spouse uh, when your spouse says, "I'm sorry for something." You say, "Oh, hey, I, I forgave you." Uh, sometimes your spouse may not know they've hurt your feelings, and you you have to forgive and move on and realize, "Hey, I just I just." But being a good forgiver is a very healthy thing. Um, if you're someone who holds grudges, uh, brings up the past all the time, things like that, then that's hard on your, your marriage, your relationships with your kids, with your spouse, with everybody. Yeah. Uh, there's going to come a time when you need forgiveness, and so you're going to want your spouse to forgive you quickly. So that's, that's just the way it works. You both should be able to forgive quickly. 
talk about it, work on it, whatever, and then move past it. Don't don't keep bringing it up. Don't hold grudges. Uh, that just shows that you're in a healthy mm-hmm. marriage when you can forgive. Uh, the next one is uh, learn to control your temper. And that doesn't mean you don't ever get angry. But if you're always getting angry, and if you get angry quickly, that's a that's a... That's not a healthy thing when you just get angry and you blow your top all the time. So be cautious about that. And and you shouldn't be angry all the time. Um, learn to control your, your anger and your temper. Are there times where you can be angry? Absolutely. And you can still be angry and... and not lash out. Lash out, exactly. Yeah, not lash out. But, but when you're not in control of your temper... It never ends well. Mm -hmm. Nobody who has ever lost their temper and blown their top has ever said, I'm glad I did that. Everything is better now. Usually you say things and do things you wish you wouldn't have done. Yeah. Uh, Anger is definitely not a sign of a healthy marriage. We probably need to spend a podcast talking about just anger. I bet we I bet we should if we haven't, I guess. Yeah, I have no clue. Can't think. We'll have to look back and see, but yeah. that Num- would be a good Number one. 6 sign on uh, a healthy marriage is you cut off anyone or anything that threatens your relationship. Yeah, and that's called a boundary, and that's a healthy thing. You we have boundaries uh, in our life that uh, we're very cautious about if there's something that's unhealthy for me, I don't want to do that. If there's something that might hurt me, I don't want to do that. Uh, if there's something that might hurt my marriage, I want to say, hey, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it may be a person, sometimes it may be a thing uh, that is unhealthy for my relationship. Maybe that's a, a friendship, maybe that's a friendship of the opposite sex, maybe that's something. If 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 there is something threatening your marriage, you need to take it serious. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be something you're spending too much time on. Um, work, video games. A hobby. Video yeah. games. Uh, yeah. If it's if it's hurting your relationship, you need to take a serious look at it. Yeah. So. When, when, when your marriage is in a healthy place, uh, like we're talking today, you're willing to cut off anything or anyone that is threatening your marriage. So take that serious. And can I say this? If your spouse is having issues and saying there's something out there and you're thinking, no, you're making a big deal out of it, your spouse sees something that you don't and you need to seriously consider what they're saying. And even if you still don't agree with them, you probably need at some point to find some outside help to go, hey, can you kind of help us to get an idea uh, which one of us is right in this? And that will help a whole lot as well. And so... Be cautious about that. All right, let's look at number seven. So number seven is that you see that your spouse's needs are as important as your own. Um, Don't dismiss what your spouse needs if it's not a need of yours. Uh, Maybe you're not affectionate and they, maybe that's really high on their list and you think, I'm just, I'm not touchy-feely. That's just not who I am. They shouldn't expect me to always you know, be holding their hand or giving them hugs or whatever it is. But if that's important to your spouse, then it should also be important to you and you need to try hard to meet that need. Yeah. Conversation, you may be going, I don't feel a need to talk about stuff. Uh, But if your spouse does, that should be important to you. Just because it's not your need doesn't mean that you can't, even though you don't understand it, why it's a need of theirs, doesn't mean you can't meet that need. And so... um, Let's just go down the list. Whether it's affection, conversation, praise, sexual fulfillment, we just go keep going down the list. 
domestic support, if it's something your spouse needs, you should take it serious. Mm -hmm. That's what you do in a healthy marriage. And every now and then, um, I don't know if it's on here, and I don't think it is as one of our 12 uh, 10 things that we're talking about. One of the best things you can do on occasion is ask your spouse, hey, uh, am I, what can I do to better meet your needs? Um, is there something I could do uh, to, uh, to to pick it up a little bit? Am I doing okay at being affectionate and holding your hand and cuddling on a couch? And so every now and then it's good to ask your spouse, how, how am I doing on that? Yes. Uh, number eight. <laughs> You are comfortable discussing uncomfortable things. Ooh, that's pretty healthy when you can do that. Meaning, and it could be something that y'all are uh, disagreeing on. It could be something that's uh, just uncomfortable. Maybe it's something uh, that deals with sex. That is, you know, a lot of people are uncomfortable talking with sex, and and you're just kind of going, "Hey, I feel like we're mature enough that we can talk about these things." Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it deals with something that's happened that just needs to come up. Uh, when you can deal with uncomfortable things and you know you're in a safe place, that's a sign you're in a pretty healthy marriage. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I think we did do an episode on having hard talks. We did. And so that's what we're talking about here. Uh, hard talks are not fun, but when you're able to do that and you know it's going to be okay, uh, you know, you may just have, you just, are going to feel uncomfortable for a time, but you can still do it, then you know that your marriage is healthy. Yeah, that's just a good thing. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to go, this may hurt their feelings. They may be aggravated that I'm bringing this up, but we need to talk about this. This is a safe place. This is our marriage. We love each other. And even though we're going to talk about this, uh, don't fear conflict. Um, we tend to we tend to fear conflict, but conflict, I'm not telling you to go out and have conflict all the time. But sometimes you can't get back to where you were without going through some conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Con- so conflict if, is not always a bad thing. Sometimes right. it can be a healthy thing to get you to a healthier place if you're willing to address it yeah. in a healthy way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next one is oh, I like this number one. nine. You seek ways to spend time together. Yeah. And we haven't done a whole lot of that this week. And we've been busy. Yeah. We, going in two different directions. Yeah. But we're about to get on a boat together. That's right. <laughs> and we're going to have some time together. Like it or not, you better get used to that it. That is right. So and I'm, we're I'm ready to do get that. Get to spend a little time uh, on a flight together and uh, have a little bit of downtime, maybe. We haven't had any, any downtime, no, so I'm to speak, for in quite that. a while. Just sit together uh, and drink some so, coffee and talk. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that why this is so good is it keeps your common interests, gives you things to talk about. Uh, visited with a really, really nice lady the other day. I, I hope she's listening to the podcast. And she said, um, we've been married 20-something years, and sometimes we struggle a little bit with things to talk about that's not kids. Mm-hmm. And, and I get that. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of gave some suggestions and ideas. Uh, but anytime you can do things to build common interests and, and spend time together you're doing things that's going to give you things to talk about. Yes, absolutely. That's why we, you know, that's why we say that uh, finding those recreational things that you can do together is so healthy is because it does provide some things to talk about, uh, whether it's watching sports together or going to sporting events or... Uh, concerts. Concerts. Uh, maybe it's uh, watching a se- television series or reading the same book, you know, talking about a book that you both read. Uh, whatever it is, um, yeah, you got to have some common interest there so you can 
but yeah, spending time together and that and it and it's hard when you've got you know when you both work and you got kids and and everybody wants your attention. So sometimes you have to to work really hard at it uh, to make that make that happen. That's it. And sometimes you have to do the things your spouse wants to do. Maybe it's, you know, if your spouse likes to play golf and you can go, can I go ride in a cart with you? And then maybe next time they can do something you like to do. Yeah. Take turns. Yeah. We're trying to, Lee and I are going to a concert. Uh, we've been trying to get tickets to a, a Chicago, Chicago concert and the tickets are so expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's other concerts out That's there. That's right. We've seen them once, so we thought, well, well, we'll not spend that much money on the tickets. We'll catch... Uh, maybe another one maybe, down the road. Maybe another one down the road. So. But we're always looking for things together. And yes. one of the nice things about Lubbock, Texas is we, we they've got concerts and, <laughs> and stuff yes, to do. And I mean, like we're excited about more date nights other than just kind of going to the three restaurants that mm-hmm. we had where we were. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry, Childress, Texas. Um, <laughs> You know that, and I know that, and we know that. It was kind of, uh, but Childress, Texas is a good place. It is. It, yes, is. it is. Let's look at Last number one. 10. Okay. Uh, make intimacy. Um, in a healthy marriage, uh, intimacy is important. Um, and, and intimacy can look in a lot of different ways. Uh, yes, we can talk about sexual intimacy, and but maybe you're in your marriage, uh, in a part of your marriage, maybe it's later in marriage and you're in your 60s or 70s and sexual intimacy is, is not something, maybe you need to look for different types of intimacy and that is recreational intimacy of spending time together and mm-hmm. laughing together and doing yeah. things along those lines. Conversational intimacy, yes. spiritual intimacy is one that, that's often overlooked. Uh, there's lots of ways that you can uh, be intimate together and build that connection. That's it. Uh, so, yes, intimacy and, in whatever form, it, it should be important in a yeah. healthy marriage. And, and while we're talking intimacy, let me just say, um, don't undervalue the importance of, of, of sexual intimacy in your marriage. It, there, there's so much power involved in that. And if you've been at our workshops, you... Um, understand what we're talking about that so mm-hmm. um, yeah. don't think it's you know we for a while in our relationship we just kind of thought oh it's kind of fun when we get around to it it's yeah. kind of and and we found out and and have learned that there's a whole lot more to it than just it's kind of fun every now and then but there's just so much power in it connecting you yes for sure and, and society often overvalue not often pretty much always overvalues uh, and while it isn't the most important thing in the world it 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 can't be undervalued in a healthy mm-hmm. marriage because yeah. it does build such a bond. So no matter how long you've been married, work hard to stay attracted to one another uh, and to be physically intimate with one another. Realize that it's still important to date and flirt and hold hands. And when you stop connecting physically and sexually over time, you'll start living as roommates. And I, that's not what anybody wants. Marriage wasn't created so that you could just have someone to lay next to um, a roommate every night. It was created so that you could have a connection with someone. Yeah. Uh, you know, at different stages of your marriage, <coughs> physical intimacy can look very different, of course. Uh, when you're 80 years old, you probably won't be doing what you do now uh, if you're 30 or 40 or 50. Uh, but your goal then is to still be flirting and holding hands and dancing in the living room, uh, whatever ways that you can find to connect intimately. Yeah, so work hard to, to connect with your spouse no matter what it is. Keep touching, keep holding hands, keep that intimacy alive. And one of the reasons why this is so important, 
why a healthy marriage matters is because your children are watching. They are in your school of marriage, mm-hmm. and you need to teach them well. And and your grandchildren. Yes, and your, and your grandchildren, all of those. A healthy you, marriage will bless future generations. That's exactly right. Uh, and and. Build a marriage that not only blesses you, but blesses your kids and your grandkids. Yeah. There you go. Hey, we did a podcast. We did. I thought this was going to be super long when I saw we were going to be talking about 10 points and kind of catching you up on what's going on in our life. But we managed to stay right there at that 25-minute mark that we usually shoot for. So we did good. Well, except I'm about to tell you something else. I'm Uh going to add to this. (laughs) So Feedspot, which is a really, really big... um, podcast company uh, put out a 40 best marriage podcasts in the world that are out there and we rank number four that's pretty awesome yep they ranked On our podcast number four for marriage pod- for, for marriage, marriage. podcast mm-hmm. yes which is pretty awesome we I would have been pretty thrilled just to make the list but to be in the top five was like wow yeah that's pretty awesome and y'all are the ones that Help right. yeah, exactly help because you watch you you leave uh, the little thumbs up or the stars you you leave good stuff and so thank you all for that yes all right we'll see you all in a couple of weeks bye guys see ya.